Stay the way, stay the way, no matter what life brings, you've got to stay the way. I bid you a good, glorious morning in Jesus. Hey, this is the Stay the Way podcast, and my name is Jonathan. The goal is to read through the book of Proverbs throughout the month. You see, I match up the day of the month with the chapter in Proverbs, and that way I have a battle plan for each and every day. Today being the 19th, it's a Monday, the 19th of August, will be in Proverbs chapter 19, 29 verses for the glory of God that it would draw me close to my Savior, Jesus Christ, and maybe you too. You see, Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And so, if you are interested in eternity with God, you need to come to Jesus. There is no other way. Now, I'm not saying that. Those are not my words. Those are the words of Jesus Christ himself. Lived, died, and resurrected, witnessed by over 500 people. Those are eyewitness accounts. The documentation for the risen resurrection of Jesus Christ is so overwhelming that even a professor of law would recognize the evidence as fact. And that's a, there's a lot in that. You can look it up yourself. Dr. Simon Greenleaf, if you're interested. I am going to continue. We're going to ask God to bless our time together. So, Heavenly Father, I'm just going to pray. If you don't know what that is, just stick around. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that it brings, the light that it shines. And I'd ask that you would shine through me for the glory of your Son today. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 1, better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteneth with his feet sinneth. So we can take a couple of things away. One, if I have a desire to do something and I pray and put that at Jesus' feet, and he gives me peace, I should do it. If there's no peace, I should not do it. When in doubt, don't. And this is the hastening with the feet. Like, oh, I have to do this. If there's a sense of urgency. I'll give you an example. I found that there are some lower interest rates available today than there were when we first got our mortgage on our home. And so it is possible to save actually quite a lot of money in the process of refinancing the loan. Now, the mortgage lender that I met constantly was like, this is only available today. This has to happen today. If it doesn't happen today, you're going to miss out. Trying to create a false sense of urgency. And I would apply this, hasten with your feet, you sinneth. Had I done what they were pushing me to do, it would have cost an extra $12,000. Instead of saving money, I would have lost money. And I just didn't have peace about it, so I canceled. They didn't like that. But I have a God that I need to be responsible to, and I love my Savior. That's just one example. Let's continue. Verse 3. The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. It's like fighting. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. A false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall not escape. 
Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. All the brethren of the poor, they do hate him, and how much more do his friends go afar from him? He pursueth them with words, and yet they are wanting to him. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul, and he that keepeth understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over the prince. Verse 11, the discretion of a man, so your consideration of a man, deferreth, deferreth his anger. It keeps you patient. It is to his glory to pass over a transgression. When we consider our relationships, those around us, it's very easy to consider a transgression of a child and be like, well, I love you, I forgive you, we'll work through this. But as we get older, our expectation rises. And that is not something that's a biblical application. I mean, inside, like for the person, the adult, absolutely. Your relationship with God should draw you close to the Lord and, and truly your desire to sin should become less. But our outward application, like looking at people around us, shouldn't change from that of a child. You see, we're told many, many times, approach Jesus Christ as a little child, simply. And so when transgressions come, am I frustrated? And the answer should be no. It should be, well, Lord, I'm, I'm broken for this person and I desire to help them. Please teach me how to pray for them. I mean, that's the honest, I need that. I'm, I'm talking to me right now. Verse 12, the king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. I love the dew upon the grass. I was actually just, I, I, in the morning, after I wake up, I go outside and I spend 10 minutes just walking around barefoot. Uh, I typically mow in the summer, um, but being barefoot, just getting connected, grounded with the earth, getting those great negative electrons flowing through helps me heal, but it also helps my body clock set and so that I sleep well. I'm not going to get on a health rant, but what I, what I would say is there's a lot of dew on the grass in the morning, and that is so important because even if it doesn't rain, it provides moisture to the plant. And so the favor brings strength to me, right? I mean, just think about it. That is a great thing to have favor with someone. And in the lacking of favor, it's actually quite difficult. I mean, it would be like a scorching sun on the grass. Like you just kind of fade away. You just the, the delight is not there. Verse 13, a foolish son is the calamity of his father and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance of fathers and a prudent wife is from the Lord. And so, Lord, I do pray for my dear bride. Amen. Verse 15, the slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. If you're lazy, the first thing is, I think it's First Thessalonians says that if you don't work, you don't eat. And here we're repeating it again. If you're lazy, you're going to be hungry. He that keepeth a commandment keepeth his soul, but he that despiseth, despiseth his ways shall die. He that hath pity upon the poor 
lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given, he will pay him again. Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment, for if thou deliver him, yet thou must do it again. Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. The counsel of the Lord. So do we seek out the counsel of the Lord? Our answers should always be yes, of course. Please help me, Lord. Verse 22, the desire of a man is his kindness, and the poor man is better than a liar. Lord, I, I just pray for the humility, the humility before you. Amen. The fear of the Lord tendeth, tendeth to life. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Remember that. And he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He is not visited with evil. A slothful man hideth his face and hideth his hand in his bosom, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that costeth shame, that causeth shame and bringeth reproach. What does the wasteth mean? Let's just let's just dig into that. So if we look into the the Bible, the dictionary here in the Hebrew, is sadad. It's the Hebrew sadad, a verb meaning to burly, to ravage to destroy, to oppress, to assault, to spoil, to lay waste, to devastate. The primary meaning of the verb is to devastate or destroy. This word is used to describe the destruction of unfaithful and action taken due to their duplicity. The verb is also used in Isaiah's prophecy against Moab to describe the, the action that would result on the cities. It's the absolute utter destruction. So he that destroys his father and chases away his mother is a son that causes shame. Very interesting. Cease, my son, to hear the instructions that cause to err from the words of knowledge. And why? What would happen? An ungodly witness scorneth judgment and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. They take in iniquity. They sin. Judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the backs of fools. If you remember just a a few days ago, we read that a wise man will hear a rebuke, one correction, but a fool will receive more than a hundred blows and it won't change them. And here we're saying stripes, those blows to the backs of fools. It's the judgment, but it won't change them. Scorning, uh, scorners don't respond to that either. The judgment is for the scorner and for the fool. But truly correction is available to the Christian, to the one who is willing to change and respond, to love and obey. And with that, I pray you are found well in Jesus Christ, that this has been a blessing. And perhaps if you'd be kind, you'd share with someone for encouragement, for the glory of Jesus. Amen. You've got to stay the way.